This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. This is Mepka Flesby and you're watching the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 167 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Welcome to the show. It is so nice to sit here with you right now. I sounded like a bird just now. Yeah. High-pitched squeal. A little bit. What the heck? We'll I'm normalize. sorry. We'll normalize that in editing. We'll fix yeah, it in post. We won't. No, we won't. No. We're sorry. Whenever podcasters say that, they really don't mean it. I love that we had Meb introduce us from back in the day when we were a video podcast. Yeah, that was going back a bit. I think we were into like episode 21 for the original Mebisode. Yeah. And then we had him on again, I think about a year later. Yes. As I recall. Yes. Because it was the same after the same race we it was yes. after gasparilla each time mm-hmm. and so fitting because of the theme of today's show it we have named this show aptly a big serving of nostalgia yeah i think amy's indulging me a little bit why do you say that well this is to, to this week's episode is going to be about a lot of things that are nostalgic mostly for me but somewhat for amy because we're going to be talking about in the food and drink segments some places specifically the food that's near and dear to my heart Mm -hmm. and actually goes back to my childhood growing up in tampa that is true and but it's also nostalgic for me in a different way mm -hmm. and in a more it's a more recent nostalgia yeah I'll say that. And then Danny's trying to Danny agrees. She agrees. She agrees. So apparently we've hit podcast gold when the dog's chiming in. Yeah, this is going to be all about nostalgia today and uh, a look back at at a restaurant that was a big part of my childhood. And hopefully you'll get an opportunity to get there before it's too late. And we'll explain more about that later. And that's not all in terms of nostalgia. No, it's not. We're going to be talking about an amazing beer Mm. or beers, beverages. I think plural, yes. From a place that we visited on the show, gosh, how many years now? It's been a hot minute since we visited this place, but we are returning to a restaurant from... I can't say the year. I can say... It's episode 32. Okay. The so. episode's 31, 32. 
32 specifically in talking about the beer from this place. That's about 130 weeks ago. So do the math. Is it? <laughs> so uh, that, that's about right. Yeah. Because we publish po- weekly. The podcast feed thinks we have something like 200. Oh, that's 50 true. 50 episodes because we have quick bites in there. That's true. Okay. It was a while back. Like I said, yeah. it was a hot minute. And of course, we're going to be talking about running, running, running. We're, we're hot and heavy doing it. Uh, <laughs> no pun intended there when I talk about hot, but, but first we have some shout outs. We do. We do. I am very excited to wish Greg in Orlando a good luck. He doesn't need for his Bryce Canyon ultra. Yeah. That I believe is coming up this weekend after this episode is released. Do you remember what the distance is on that one? 50K? 50, yeah. I believe it's 50K. So Ooh. best of luck to him. He has it in the bag. Boy. He's a pro. He's a machine. Yes. But we just wanted to shout him out. And also connected to him, we uh, oh, we have had on the show the Will Run For podcast hosts and they are celebrating this week their first podcast anniversary yes as a matter of fact we had to jump out of their podiversary celebration online they were doing a live stream so that we could jump on the computer to record tonight's episode so happy first anniversary of many more to come we love your show we loved having you on ours and we can't wait to meet up with you at an a real live race. Absolutely. But wait, there's more. This one we've saved for last in the shout outs. Uh-huh. Although there will be more shout outs down the line in the show today. Mm-hmm. We have a patron. His name is Josh. We have often joked that he's the executive producer of in charge of hashtags, hashtags. right? The, you call him the executive producer. I do because I always screw it up on the coffee chat. I'm like the chief executive officer <laughs> of hashtag. I don't know. He needs a title. He cracks jokes in a lot of our live streams and feeds. He's really active. He's a huge supporter and he's got a great sense of humor. And he has coming up with funny hashtags yes. about stuff we're talking about. So when you hear us mention things like hashtag therabeast, yes, talking about Amy's therapist. I, he's come up with vacation hashtags for Jennifer Fink, come up with hashtags for Maria Miller. We joke about that. We got the opportunity to meet up. Yes. And it wasn't just like a random happenstance. Oh, this isn't the last one. There's one more. I'm sorry, but go ahead. What are you talking about? This there's is the one, last one. What? This is one more. There's one more shout out. I don't want to forget. All right. Yeah. But no, we got to meet up with Josh. We got to meet up and with it Josh. it wasn't an accident. No. He came down to see us. We've been talking about giving you guys excuses to come down to Southwest Florida. He took us up on it. He said, I'm coming to see you. And we got to hook up and have dinner and hang out for a couple of hours. At Nice Guys Pizza, one of our favorite places. We got to actually introduce him to one of our favorite spots and spend some time there and just connect. And it was just so much fun. And it was so great to see him in person. So uh, just uh, honored 
Yeah. That he would do that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was so touching and so much fun. And Josh, we loved hanging out with you. Thank you for coming down. Yeah. And I I would say thank you for escaping the heat. I'm glad you could escape the heat, but you didn't. No. And I'm not convinced no. you didn't bring it with you, but it's that time of year down here anyway. There you go. Now you said you had another shout out. Yes, I do. Another patron of ours is starting a new journey, venturing to a new destination and starting a new job. And I just wanted to say congratulations to John Schroeder and wish him the very best of luck in this dream job he is about to start. That's true. Hopefully he'll get in, get settled and provide us some updates so we can hear how that is going. But it's, I, I have no doubt knowing John, it's going to be amazing. More to celebrate from mm-hmm. our patrons yeah. later on. Mm-hmm. But let's get into the, the running portion of the show. It is the Run, Eat, Drink podcast after Of course, all. of course. We, this week, have some home-based updates. We do. We, we do. have this 5K program that you have been very diligently and being dedicated to as a runner you're diligent you're dedicated you're taking our listeners who came to the show maybe not for running but for the eating and drinking portions of our show which by the way we totally understand that and we love you for it that's why we run absolutely so don't feel like you're the odd person out we get it we're with you we run to eat and drink and those people who came to us, started to listen because of those reasons that we all love, and said, maybe I could get into this running thing. I want to know what it's all about. I don't know if I can do it. I Maybe I can, maybe I can't. Yeah. Let me give it a try. And you decided to take them on a couch to 5K journey. I did. We are... Actually, as of recording, I just finished a live stream at 6 p.m. and it's now pushing 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Mm. And I did the week five, day one live stream of the running portion of this of this training program. Couch to 5K. The couch to 5K, easy 5K, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. The Like I talked about in the live stream, this is really an opportunity to ease people in to the run walk run method and to make doing that 5k that first 5k approachable Mm -hmm. and something that they're not going to be intimidated by or scared of that's the main goal here so in doing it what i wanted to select was the most unobtrusive least fearsome run walk run ratio i could find and even Still, you are, I heard you talk about it tonight while I was listening to you on the drive home from work. I heard you say, if you don't want to run and you just want to walk the whole distance, do it. Oh, absolutely. The movement and getting out there and doing something for yourself is the thing. That's the whole point is give people that opportunity to maybe try something they hadn't thought of doing. And maybe you are scared of the running part and just so you guys know i'm doing a five second run interval and a 25 second walk mm-hmm. and right now we're in like a week five day one so we're starting the back half of this and we're going to be yeah. heading towards the 5k and it's a three day a week program and 
on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're doing the quote unquote short runs. And that's usually about 20 minutes with a warm up and a cool down. And the warm up and cool down, you're walking. And during the run portion, the 20 minutes, you're doing the, the intervals. Mm-hmm. And then on the long run, that's the Saturday morning run. I get up. This is how dedicated I am. Getting up. And, and you too. You're getting up right there with me. Who, me? You. Yeah. You've been getting up every Saturday yeah. doing it with me. I guess. And I mean. that's the longer run. So the two short runs during the week are meant to build up your, your cardio a little bit for the, the faster part. Give you the ability to try the ratios at a shorter in a shorter time frame at a shorter distance. Yeah. And then the long run builds up your muscle endurance, your total time on the road, your total, you're getting your feet used to the pounding of walking for 30 minutes plus depending on how long the run is and the secret that we've been talking about and for the last five or four weeks we we have been doing is that you don't even have to run on that run day nope you can walk the whole thing so we've been doing that and part of it's because we've been blessed with some very nice saturday mornings the last four weeks where it's been drier cooler just beautiful and then the other part want to enjoy it and yeah we're literally (laughs) just want to be outside and enjoy it where we're not sweating while you can and we have been also just wanting to let people know it's okay get out and walk it get that saturday morning walk get your blood flowing have some coffee and just get up and moving what I was trying to bring home today with people is what you're going to see is that the progress you're going to make doing this program is slow and incremental, mm-hmm. but it sneaks up on you. And after eight weeks, all of a sudden you're like, huh, look with at that. A, releva- a, re- a revelation. Re- revelation. Yeah. <laughs> Words. Uh. Yeah. So... The, the the progress sneaks up on you, but next thing you know, you're fast. You're as fast or faster than the goal that you set for yourself. And what we set at the outset of this was a very approachable pace, and we chose 16 minutes a mile because the idea was to prep a, a new runner for doing maybe the community 5K in their in their town. Sure. But maybe they were looking at wanting to do one of the Disney events later on. So you get started with that local 5K and then you work your way up to, oh, I want to go do a Disney event when they come back. Which is exactly what happened to us in the beginning of our running journey. There, yeah. Our running career. Funny how that works. It's like I took inspiration from our past. And, you know, Disney races are timed or, or have a t- upper time limit of 16 minutes per mile. Now, they don't really do it on their 5Ks. They treat their 5Ks as a fun run. It's nice and easy. The minute you cross from a 5K to a 10K or the half or the full, that's when the time limits become a real thing. So making this a very approachable distance, being a 5K, and an approachable time limit of 16 minutes a mile, I want people to try it and do it and feel like, huh, I could do this. I did this. I did a 5K. I could keep going, and maybe they're going to try that 10K. And once they've got the 10K under their belt in training, at or below that 16-minute threshold, you're now you now know going to Disney. You're safe yeah. from getting swept, yeah. and you can go and enjoy the music and the characters and the course and all that fun stuff. 
So that's been the idea, and it's been really a lot of fun. The positivity and the feedback we've been getting, folks over on Instagram messaging us and posting their runs and letting us know true. that they're running it on, they're listening on replay. Yeah, and, and or running. they're taking the mileage, they're watching a little bit, and then they're doing mm-hmm. on their own. That's awesome. I'm just thrilled that anybody's doing it at all. So that's been what I've been focused on. This is, like I said, we're at the beginning of week five. I believe our second run of the week is going to be, it's going to be on Thursday. I believe it's another 20 minute mm-hmm. run yeah. with a three minute warm up and three minute cool down. Mm-hmm. So, like we've been saying it all is. along, before you start any exercise program of any kind, here con- comes the disclaimer. Absolutely. Consult your doctor. Make sure that your doctor's okay with it. And maybe this is going to be the thing that works for you. And if you don't like that interval, and we've had people say that's a really short interval, I don't, I don't like the start and stop. Mm-hmm. Do your own interval. Yeah. That's fine. Totally fine. Or walk. Or walk the whole thing. Yeah. I, but we hope you'll check it out. The live streams ha- have been in our social media feeds on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Because I'm using StreamYard to do it with my phone. And I've got the phone and a gimbal and I carry it. And people get to, yeah, I get a shoulder workout too, holding yes, this camera up. Working for, on your upper body. Yep. It's all for you. Love it. <laughs> so I can see that. Yeah, so that's what I've been doing this week because of work and travel for family and for the show. Didn't get to do any additional running in addition to the 5K training program, but that's okay. That's just this week. But But you don't have to. You like to do that for yourself. I do that for myself, yeah. But it's not part of the program. It's No, no, I'm just talking about like me getting out and doing any additional Mm -hmm. running, doing some of my own 5Ks like at my own pace just for... I tend to default to 5K being my training run distance, like my maintenance distance, and I just haven't didn't get a chance this week to do anything. Yeah. But you, on the other hand, have been Little Miss Yoga and strengthening and shuffling. Talk about your training. Give us an update. I'm doing at-home physical therapy exercises that have been assigned since I have no additional sessions with the therapist. She has graduated Mm -hmm. physical therapy. Yeah. I wish we had pomp and circumstance to play. Well, it was uh, anticlimactic because I had the session and I thought I had one more, but no, I don't. Oh. Oh, well. She's still great. She's awesome. I know she probably doesn't listen to the show. But Kristen, you rock, and I thank you for getting Dana back into running successfully after his surgery and for coaching me and supporting me in continuing my journey to get there too. So she has packed the online resource with a bunch of exercises both machines, if I'm going to go to the gym, or at-home ones to use with a stretch band or with a BOSU ball, as you're so fond of saying you want to get me. In fact, I'm going to get on Amazon right now and order it. You are not. With Amazon Prime. Come on. It's happening. We're doing it. It's happening. 
Okay. Podcast history is being made right here. You know, there are lunges. There are exercises on the list that require no equipment. I'm just saying. But you love the BOSU ball so much. I love it. Yes, I do love it so much. But (laughs) (laughs) And when I can get to the gym early enough, then I, or on a day off, I like to swim as well. So I'm trying to incorporate all of these things in addition to going back to work and seeing how I can balance all of that. And I'm still doing the couch to 5K training sessions, walking that longer distance with you. And also doing my training runs that are shorter during the week that they are they're slower than 16 minutes a mile for me again we've been talking about the need for you to take it slower after this knee as opposed to your first knee Mm -hmm. and you've been very good in spite of your desire to sometimes overdo it yeah and the progress has been there i absolutely can see it i can see it in your gait i can see it in the you're wincing in pain fewer and fewer times a day because you step wrong because i used to see you do that a lot right after surgery there are going to be times and days when that happens because nothing is perfect but i'm doing what i can to get back to running at the back of the pack at the pace that would keep me safe at a Disney race. Absolutely. And I know that we're not a Disney podcast, and but that is just a... It's a good barometer of progress. Benchmark that I can... Benchmark, good word. Mm-hmm, live with and that I can strive for that I think may be attainable. Oh, it's more than maybe attainable. Yeah. Now that the BOSU ball is on order through Amazon Prime. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. There you have that's it. just, that's how I'm doing it. And I'm doing mine in the morning before, if I need to take care of a training run or a shuffle, hashtag Amy shuffle as Jojo and Josh and everybody in the whole coffee crew loves to shout out and support, which I so love and appreciate. <laughs> I shuffle in the morning before work if I hey. need to. Yeah. Well, it's a good time to do it before it gets hot. Yes, it, it was, was actually pretty it good was today. Brutally hot this afternoon. Yeah. So I'm a, je- a little jealous of you there. Yeah, I would. I ding, go for it. <laughs> yes, the weather bell. And she forgot that the dog really. We we have learned that our dog Buck really he hates the weather bell. Really hates the weather bell. Does that not didn't like start. It. That didn't start until we got our new refrigerator, which has an alarm that lets you know if you've left a door open. And it sounds remarkably like that. And he can't stand that either. He does not like it. So you may hear some shuffling here in a minute. That's a 90-pound dog climbing into Amy's lap. Yeah. We'll see what happens. All right. So we've got the Easy 5K training program on Thursday for me. We've got pre-work shuffling for you. You're yep. following along with the program. Mm-hmm. Are you going to try to squeeze in additional runs or are you going to focus on the strength and Mm -hmm. stuff on the off days? Yeah, I'm going to focus. That's your plan? Yeah. 
Yeah, because I also want people to know that you don't have to run every day. Oh, absolutely. In order to achieve this 5K goal or whatever goal you happen to want to achieve, what yeah. distance. That's a good point. That's a really good point. There are a lot of people that think that if they're going to take up running, it has to be an everyday thing. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. So no. good call. So yeah, so that's my update. And then I, the long one on the weekend, I'm going to have to just get up a little bit earlier to achieve that. Okay. Yeah. So I won't be with you on the live stream. Work. Right. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. So that get, that brings everybody up to speed on the running. Yeah. But like we always say, a good bout of running does make us very hungry. And some oh. of our favorite running has actually taken place in the city of my birth, Tampa, Florida. Yeah. You know, we've talked about the Gasparilla Distance Classic. We've run that 13.1 miler a couple of times. We haven't done the shorter distances there, but our very 5K, first race, 8K, yeah. for our very first run for the very first episode of the show was the Tampa Beer Run. And it's Indeed. very fitting. It's very fitting that if we're going to do something that's about nostalgia, we end up back home. We are approaching our podcast anniversary, much like the Will Run For folks are. So we got to figure, we still are working on what we're going to do for the podcast anniversary. We'll get back to you. Yeah, that's coming up. We're, yeah. (laughs) But a couple of years ago, after the Gasparilla Distance Classic, we did visit this restaurant that we're about Ooh. to talk about. And this is a place that's been open in South Tampa since 1978. Now, that's only... This is the first year we were in Gasparilla this is when we visited. Not 1978, no. No, no. But the this is when we visited that place the first year we did Gasparilla. Correct. I'm sorry. I was thinking out loud. Yes. So, this place has been open almost as long as I've been alive. And this is... The reason that this came up and we decided to go back and revisit it was we are on a group text with our siblings, my my sister and cousin, and we stay in touch and we text throughout the day every day. And my, I think it was my cousin, yes, who sent us the text. She did of the story that ran, I believe, in the Tampa Bay Times, saying that Kojak's House of Ribs in South Tampa is going to be closing its this doors. Summer this summer oh. and it was like somebody drove a knife in my heart oh. knowing that it was closing and tell us why this is a place that i would go with my mom and dad on a pretty regular basis it's a small house right on gandy boulevard about a half a block from the intersection of bayshore so literally Ooh, at, uh. at that intersection is the turnaround point for the Gasparilla. And we talked about this a little bit on one of the live streams last week. And Mm. somebody in the live stream mentioned that when you are running the Gasparilla and you get to the turnaround, you can smell the barbecue. And it's true. If the wind's going in the right direction. So I I, I was like, you know what? I I mentioned it in our group chat with my, my, our siblings. And I said, we should road trip up and, go and get lunch as a group and they said absolutely let's do it so we did and we drove up to tampa this past weekend and lo and behold when we arrived it was packed 
Yes. Not a parking space to be found. At all. The inside was full. Wall to wall people. The outside. This has this is an older uh, wood frame it house a with a wraparound porch. And Gorgeous. the wraparound porch is the outdoor seating. It's on a huge plot of land that has, you know, great old oak and I believe pine trees, but definitely oak trees. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Very old Florida feeling. Mm-hmm. And not a seat outside either. No. And they're on a wait. Oh, and the whole sidewalk in the front of this house, full of people waiting to pick up orders to go or get in to eat. Yeah. One more time. Or yeah. or place a to-go order. Or plenty of times before, <laughs> before the inevitable date comes. Yeah. So we got on the list. We ultimately ended up getting in. The whole family ended up grabbing a corner table in one of the side rooms. And, and- do you know that it was the exact table? They had put a couple of tables together to accommodate our party, but it was the exact table we were seated at when we went to Kojak's after Gasparilla. The first time we ran The Gasparilla. first time wow. I experienced it. And so that I could reclaim it because I don't know that we've talked about it on the, this particular episode quite yet. No, not in this episode. No. no. We might have been we might have talked about it in a live chat or on a run or something. But at that weekend, we decided, okay, we'll run the half and then right after we'll go eat and then we'll go home. We're two hours south of Tampa. I have to work. We can't really stay over and explore and indulge and celebrate the next day. So we wait to the end of a very hot Gasparilla. Which, by the way, the Gasparilla Distance Classic is normally in February. And in Tampa, you can never plan for what the weather's going to be. No. It can be sunny stormy it can be freezing or sweltering hot this particular year it was sunny and hot and like dana will talk about on many a live stream we've made every mistake in the book when it comes to running oh absolutely including not monitoring and taking in the right hydration in very hot and humid temperatures This is very true. Which happened to me right after this race. Right after this race, we got water. We got in the car. We went to Kojak's house of ribs. We got this massive plate of delicious food. Everything smelled wonderful. And I barely made it through the video segment we filmed. What we learned that day is that not only should you monitor your hydration and water intake during hotter weather, but you should also not try to cure the symptoms of heat sickness with delicious slow-cooked barbecue. So, (laughs) no. 
We came back to Kojak's. To reclaim it. To reclaim it for Amy. I wanted her to I enjoy. I really, really couldn't enjoy. eat it. I was so nauseous I couldn't eat it. And that was not a reflect. I, I ate it. You did. And <laughs> I ate a lot I should have turned the camera around on you, but then I probably couldn't have held it steady at the point that I needed to. But So we wanted to reclaim it for Amy so she could have the uh, awesome experience yeah. that I grew up with there and I, and I think, did. I think we succeeded. I did. And what's great about it is that we had family around us and we got to have this delicious barbecue. And now I have a fabulous and fantastic memory of this amazing place and yeah, its food. Absolutely. And it was funny. You ended up being the first person to order and you became the trendsetter at the table. I except, did. Except I didn't mean two people. I didn't mean for that to happen. I wanted everybody to get what they wanted. But what you ordered was sounded amazing. So everybody glommed onto that. I got a combo dinner. Yeah. And they can let you they let you choose you can choose between two and three selections of meat now it's called kojak's house of ribs one of my selections was ribs then there's also chopped brisket and there's hot sausage yeah there's and it's specifically called hot sausage because it is spicy Yes, it's a it's done in a, like a kielbasa style, mm-hmm. but it has its own unique spice blend in there, and it it's got some heat. It's an mm-hmm. attention getter. Yeah, maybe not scorpion hot, <laughs> scorpion pepper hot. Oh, come on. We could have put some of that sauce on it for you. We didn't have anything. Although I did notice, I don't know thank if you goodness. Saw it. Did you see it when we first walked in? They were taking orders for people to order hot barbecue sauce, like the extra hot. The extra, extra hot, extra hot something. The, their their barbecue sauces are house made, and mm. they were making extra, extra hot barbecue sauce for people to take home. And they said, "Get your orders in now. This may be the last, last batch. batch." So it was very sad to see, but I understand. Although I'll tell you what, with the, the amount of business they were doing, I would have been like, "Yeah, we're going out of business." And then all of a sudden, nope, never mind. And then six <laughs> months later, we're going out of business. Oh, never mind. <laughs> but they are truly. They are truly. They are truly. Somebody's bought the land. They're going to be. Yeah. They're going to be building. Um, so some multifamily. So I had to get a variety of meat on the platter to try everything. To try everything, and then I got coleslaw and potato salad. And I got the exact same thing. And that is so rare. Normally, Amy and I, we try to order divergent things, although she'll often regret it saying I order better than she does. But you ordered exactly what I planned to order anyway. And Really? Oh, yeah. I, I thought you were going to get all ribs. Now, I, all ribs? They, they're all ribs. Their rack is enormous. And... I, I wanted. I thought you would be doing that and taking some home or something. <sighs> I thought about it. To freeze. It. Because they don't have sauce on them. And I know we haven't gotten to breaking down the whole platter, but. I wanted to get a little sampling of everything. Yeah. So that's what I like about these ribs is that they are cooked to perfection. And they don't have sauce. And the, the house-made sauces are served on the table so that you can adequately sauce your ribs so if i had it to do over or if we were going back again i would which we could do i could i would just get the ribs really yeah yeah now 
everybody, if you can take spice, you should have that kielbasa kind of style hot sausage, hot smoked sausage, whatever, smoked Mm -hmm. hot sausage. Yeah. It's, and the chopped beef brisket, because I think most people have in their mind when they think brisket, they think sliced brisket. Yeah, this is a totally different treatment of brisket that I think, I don't know that I've ever been to a barbecue place that's done brisket this way. This is much more akin to almost a sloppy joe or a pulled, like you would expect a a sauced pulled pork, barbecue pulled pork. It's a cross between the two. That's a perfect way to describe it. You can tell that from the photo in the episode artwork. And it's a sweet and tangy sauce. Tomato I base. think it's sweeter. Yeah, but not. it's it is it's a different treatment for brisket than mm-hmm. most people are accustomed to. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. It depends on if you like that sweet and tangy kind of sauce. But the meat was car- it was perfect. Oh, I agree completely. So good. My mouth is watering. <laughs> and then, like I said, well, we're looking at the photo the, here too. That doesn't hurt. The s- the sausage was smoky and spicy, but the spice didn't really hit you until after you started to eat some of it. But as you're eating it, you can see the flakes of red pepper in it. Yeah. They, this is a whole hog smoked sausage. It's a Georgia recipe mm. that they're using. And you got such an amazing snap on the casing. That was great. I love that. And it was juicy and just had this great coarse ground mouthfeel to mm. the meat and the the spice was perfect it wasn't too salty and then it just had this great kick of heat that built yeah it did it did build now i could picture that on a big roll like if you slice it in half long ways and then have it on the roll then it might not, I don't know. It depends on the bread that you you're, choose. You're getting all fancy. I'm like, put it on a hot dog bun and I'm, I'll am i go. I'm simple. Okay. <laughs> but I think then slicing it, you can see those specks of Oh yeah, yeah. If you want a pepper flake and you can, it, you can, it's, yeah. I, I think it would be less wieldy yes. on, a, on a roll that way. Yeah, the uh, I agree with you. The star of the the meat show here ribs. was the ribs. The ribs are in, in our portion. They give you two ribs in the portion. But they give I could have had a whole platter. Yeah, they give you really uh, like basically one link of sausage cut in half, which is huge. Which is huge. That's when you say one link. It's not like a. It's not like your average breakfast sausage. No, it's not like a brown and serve. Oh. It's like a link of kielbasa Uh and then you probably got anywhere from a half to three quarters of a cup of the chopped brisket i would say that's fair yeah and and i mean you you don't leave here hungry and that's just the meats but let's talk about the ribs for a second the (sighs) ribs were i think perfectly cooked oh yeah like you said they were not fall off the bone tender. These were more competition ribs where you actually had some toothsomeness and bite yeah. and pull like you're you supposed had pull, to have. And that way you could experiment with the sauce. Yes. Because it wasn't sauced, you could have some of the mustard sauce. You could have some of the sweet barbecue. They had the hot on the, the table hot also. Also, you you could have 
different flavors with that rib meat. Mm-hmm. And it's not all going to come off in one piece. And I loved how much meat you got on the ribs. These were substantial spare ribs. They mm-hmm. You were not yeah. getting a small portion at all. So good. So good. So yeah, that was the star of the show. The chopped brisket for me is almost something you would do on a sandwich. Like I said, I, I mentioned a manwich or yeah. a Sloppy Joe. But I think it would but be it's like bigger Sloppy pieces. Joe. It yeah, is, I think. It's not It's not ground. It's, no. I don't want to give people that impression. It's chunks. It's big chunks. It's like chunky. But in sauce. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It would be akin to eating a Sloppy Joe. It would be, you would need some napkins and some, it would, Yeah. So and now I I know I gotta I, I check the temperature here. I think I know you're more a fan of sliced brisket than the chopped brisket. Correct. But just so you know, if you're going to Kojak's, they don't offer sliced brisket. True. This is the only way to get brisket there. Get the ribs. <laughs> is what I'm telling you. Well, we're not if saying don't get the brisket. If you're a fan of that kind of sweet and chopped brisket type of already sauced brisket Mm -hmm. then go for it but in terms of my palate i could have taken a whole plate of those ribs and been happy yeah i i think that the platter hit every note the brisket with the sweet sauce gave you the sweet notes you might be looking for the that's true the ribs gave you the savory true the meaty that umami and then the sausage gave you that salty spice. and the spice. Salt and spice. Yeah. Yeah. And the ribs gave you the smoke, the oh, yeah. natural, that's the smoke that you long for when those ribs are done right. A hundred percent. And then their sides are nothing to sneeze at either. I'm telling you, the potato salad was it's a red potato with the skin on red potato with the skin on but then they do it in a very southern classic yellow mustard Mm. recipe that is it just screams southern cookout it does it does it's incredible it's i usually have white russet or yukon gold potatoes at thanksgiving in my mother's classic southern potato salad and what so this was this? a this was a twist this was a twist and i i liked it i'm not i wasn't used to it i didn't expect it right but it was still so flavorful and just a different texture i like it that way because those potatoes hold up and oh they, it's not like a mashed potato salad it, it doesn't become like a mashed potato salad i see what you mean exactly so you get uh, your you maintain better texture on the potatoes that way so okay. i'm a fan of that okay and then the coleslaw was a traditional creamy mayonnaise based coleslaw with a little <sighs> kick to it that is nostalgia yeah this what i loved about it also was their sides were huge oh my goodness like you got an enormous portion of sides yeah it's not just a little like a little plastic cup of here it is no that's that should just that should be the beginning (laughs) it's like you said when you described the amount of the brisket the chopped brisket the coleslaw and the potato salad those have got to be a good half cup 
or to three fourths of a cup uh, side. Absolutely. So good. So, so and that and that mayonnaise and and carrot and just slaw. So good. There's there's that was nothing. my favorite. That was my favorite of the two. Yeah. Because I'm just a sucker for that classic family recipe. And, and I know that you like the red potatoes in she that potato salad. She doesn't even want me using Yukon Golds when we make potato salad here at home. I get chastised okay. for my potato okay. choices. So okay. just so you know, this is what this is how seriously this woman takes her potato salad because and I it's get tradition. It. it is tradition and you don't mess with tradition, but also I understand the power of We've talked about that this with the power of nostalgia as the food ingredient. Yeah, I get it. I'm only you know mildly. And teasing we are you. talking about nostalgia, so. And this is a this is all about nostalgia today. Mm -hmm. But I will say, if you've got the opportunity to get down to South Tampa, if you're going to be coming down there summer this summer, and they were a little bit cagey on the exact time when they were going to be closing, so we have no idea. Call ahead, see if they're still open, mm -hmm. and if they are, run, don't walk to Get the ribs. House of Ribs. It's called House of Ribs for a reason, people. You're not going to go wrong with any of their meat selections. Of course not. But she's right. Get the ribs. Get the ribs. They're pretty incredible. Yeah. But before we go on to the drink portion, <laughs> yes, we do have to thank some people who have decided to help support the show and keep us going by becoming patrons. It's unbelievable to me every day. I just stop and think about it at least once a day, if not I, multiple times a day, how appreciative and how thankful, how grateful. I don't know all the synonyms to say, we so appreciate your support and the amount of growth you've allowed us to achieve. And this week, not once, but twice, I cried. was overwhelmed with emotion because we have two new patrons. Technically, for, we have three. For our show. We, ha we technically have three, although two of them are one. Yes. They are unified. They are... <laughs> a married couple. A married couple. Yes, much like the Baglianis, uh -huh. but they have decided to sponsor our show under the banner Metal Chasers. And it's Bill and Christina from Metal Chasers. They are amazing. We've had them on the show a couple of times. We do their virtual races. We love their medals. They support us as founders now and that's the five dollar level of sponsorship yes. and we also got another sponsor at the five dollar level we did and that's andrea davison and we're so happy to have andrea as a founder as and to put her name in lights along with metal chasers up on runnydrink.net because that is a perk of the five dollar level it is and she has been a frequent participant in your couch to 5k program yes and i'm in so your live streams i'm so excited about that yeah uh, so i cannot thank you enough andrea for doing that and for being a patron of the show this is something we are so we are so incredibly <sighs> grateful you guys just really have no idea you help the show 
more than you're ever going to know. Your contributions each month are, are going to help us continue to grow and improve. And we're going to continue to try to do that in 2021 and beyond. And soon we're going to be bringing our return to live races to the show. And that's going to be because of you guys. Because travel and lodging and boarding dogs and eating and all that, that adds up. And you guys are helping offset those costs of production. So if you head over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast, if you're interested in supporting us, We've set up currently three levels of monthly support, $2, $5, and $10. And each one of those gets its own special perks. And we're continuing to refine and add to, and Amy is still developing yes. some additional sponsorship levels for those that are interested in going beyond. I'm a perfectionist, if you she will. Is. Patrons get us, all of our patrons, all of our patrons get a special thank you message from us. Insiders. At the $10 level, get a look behind the scenes. They get access to video footage and early access of special, very special interviews, Mm -hmm. cooking demos, exclusive tastings of favorite foods and beverages that may not have made it into the show. The show itself is always going to be free. Don't do not worry about that. But if you are interested in more content than what we're putting out just in the podcast and you want to support us long term, go to patreon.com slash run eat drink podcast check it out pick one of those levels and become a patron or if you're in the Podbean ecosystem just tap on the reward button at the top of the Podbean app to become a patron all of those levels with all the same perks are right there you don't even need to leave the Podbean app as always we thank everyone for any and every way you've supported and you continue to support the run eat drink podcast so we're going to talk drinks, and again, we, oh. we're we in Tampa, and we're talking nostalgic places. Amy and I have a special place in our heart for the Columbia Restaurant Group. We and do. And this we is a... Do. We've talked about the Columbia before. This is a, a world-famous restaurant that began in Ybor City, which is Tampa's Little Havana. Yeah. And this is a place that I've been going to since I was three years old. And my first memory of going there, I actually, my, my parents walked me up to meet Liberace. Mm. And I, I that's my, one of my first memories of dining out and dining there. And the place really hasn't changed that much in all those years. The The building is, is classic. The food is incredible. And it's a family-owned restaurant group Mm -hmm. and they've been doing it since 1905 they've expanded Mm. over the years so they started with the columbia they also have of course uh, a restaurant we talked about fairly recently on the show casa santo stefano the newest edition if you will the newest addition to their family of restaurants but one that we have had on the show a little bit a couple of times because we love it once just to feature the food uh-huh. And then once we talked about it, because we went and did a run sponsored by the Columbia Restaurant Group called uh-huh. Richard's Run. And they happened to have a brewery attached to this restaurant. Yeah, it's not that they're just making a couple of beers and you, know, you can get those on tap as well. They've got a no. full on brewery yeah as part of this restaurant and that race that you mentioned is coming up again in june yes and they're gonna have it live i think we may have to revisit that race Mm, it's a father's day run and it supports colon cancer research yeah Mm -hmm. 
So we got the opportunity to go back there and we wanted to feature a beer from Eulalie. Yes. And Eulalie's claim to fame is that they are in an old um, industrial building. I want to say it's a water, like a waterworks building in an area of Tampa at the end of the river walk near the armature works. And they, they focus on fresh Florida ingredients in their cooking. But they also focus... Prostate cancer. Prostate cancer. Prostate cancer, not sorry. Not colon cancer. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And that's for Richard's run. Yes, sorry. So the, their focus is on fresh Florida ingredients, but their beers, they are doing all kinds of amazing stuff at the Eulalie Spring Brewery. And... One of the beers that they do is one that we've talked about on the show before, and it's called Wedding Beer. And we actually got the opportunity to talk to an interview and get a tour from Tim Shackton, the head brewer. Such a great guy. Back in episode 32. And every time we've gone back and he's been there, he's remembered us, he's come over and talked to us and hung out for a little bit. And he's been so generous and giving of his time, like you mm. said. And we got a picture with him this time. We did. Yeah. So we talked about the beer there at the brewery in episode 32. We're going to have links to that. That's a video episode, as I recall. Yes, it is. And you can check that out in all its glory. But they had a special beer there that's a riff on the wedding beer. Oh, yes. And the re wedding beer, just so you guys know, is a... F you give us the description. Okay. In fact, you reached out to you lately today. I did. And got to talk to Michael Kilgore. Which, who we've had on the show when they opened their newest restaurant. Yes. Casa Santa Stefano. And uh, he was just so giving of his time. And then he talked about the f the fall race, the November, which is usually a nighttime race through the streets of Tampa. Mm -hmm. And and both support that same cause. So he, I reached out to him and I said, listen, we were so fortunate to talk to Tim and spend time with Tim and get a photo with him. We forgot to ask him the details on this barrel aged wedding beer that we got to enjoy. Yeah. And this, so this is the riff on the wedding beer. Can you, can you just tell us some of the details or like shoot us a, we can't find it anywhere on your social channels, the description of this delicious beer. And he was so good to reach out to Tim and send us the beer that you enjoyed had a 5.5% ABV. It is our house favorite wedding beer, a mixed berry fruited lager that was cold aged in a Bowman bourbon barrel. Bowman? Bowman. Let's go with Bowman. Okay. For two months. Delicate vanilla and oak notes surround a crisp black fruit driven finish. Yeah. Now, normally the wedding beer is 4.99% ABV, and it's just, it's a yeah. crisp fruit infused lager. We love that beer on its own. It's delightful. It is not a dessert beer, it is a refreshing, light, fruited lager. Yeah. It, it is absolutely one of our, I would say it's in our top 
three or top five beers that we have ever done on the show. Give us a whole keg of that. <laughs> and let's get a kegerator in this house. Yeah, and they do make this, they will actually make this beer for wedding parties that are wanting to celebrate with you lately. And they'll make special versions, barrel-aged uh, barrel-aged versions if you want them to and then they'll actually age it there at the brewery they'll put a have the wedding party sign the barrel they'll put a plaque on it and the whole nine yards and when it's time to tap it then they present the barrel as a gift it's awesome it's it's a really neat service product that they're offering and it is absolutely one of my favorite beers ever and then they decided to build on it by barrel aging and that description you gave was i think pretty spot on but give me your thoughts on it i thought we've had barrel aged beer before once or twice and it has been a very boozy flavor and that's not a bad thing. It certainly can. Be. I'm just saying that is a characteristic of some barrel aged beer we've had before. Depending on what type of barrel, if it's still a wet barrel coming mm-hmm. from, maybe it, it's this is the first generation of its reuse. You, you don't can, know. You can get a really, really strong flavor profile off that barrel. Or how long. And and how long you leave it aging in that mm-hmm. barrel. Absolutely. But I, I, this Virginia straight bourbon, this is, it's from Virginia. And I was born in Virginia. We're going to have to go find some and try it, I think. So I just, this is all nostalgia on all these different levels tonight. Absolutely. And I just love that, even though I can't really talk at all. But (laughs) tonight, I just don't know what's wrong with me. I love this beer for the subtle barrel-aged flavor. You can still... Get that wedding beer, that crisp fruit, lager, refreshing, carbonated flavor. And then you, it's, it's balanced. It's, it's, it, the barrel aging doesn't overpower the base beer. That's, I just love that about this. It's like you need, you, I would guess, I've never done it before. You need a very deft, experienced hand, talent, crazy talent to do this because there, there are, it's subtle, it's nuanced, it's awesome. That's what I thought. Anyway, you go. Well, (laughs) I'd like to be able to argue with that or say it any better. Unfortunately, I can do neither. I think you hit the nail on the head. It picks up about half a percent ABV Mm. from barrel aging. So it it gets a little more alcoholic. A little bit. Not too much, though. Not too much. Yeah. But it, like you said, many times when you get a barrel aged beer, it picks up a good bit more than that half a percent. And the flavor tends to be very boozy. And it is 
whatever you're doing, it tends to be very strong characteristics of vanilla or oak or caramel, the boozy characteristic, and then afterthoughts of whatever the base beer is. That's especially true in a lot of barrel-aged stouts, especially when you get into the higher proof Mm. barrel-aged stouts. Mm. This was the base beer, the wedding beer that we do love, which, like you said, it's not a dessert beer. It's not a very sweet beer at all. It's a lager. And it's got this just wonderful crispness to it. Beautiful. Hints of the fruit. And then you get just a tinge of the barrel. Yeah. It's kind of like chocolate cake is really good. Chocolate cake with a little bit of vanilla extract added in the batter is just a little bit... Or just a hint of... Just a hint. Just a Just little, a hint of espresso. Just a touch egg, of like... Exactly. Yes. It just makes the flavors... Pop. Yes. And that's exactly what happens here. Like so, the salt and pepper of the beer. Yeah. yeah. And, and instead of making the barrel the star, they didn't do that. They made the barrel kind of elevate the yeah. other elements of the beer. And... You don't see that a lot. It's so great. It ended up being a very drinkable beer, even in hot weather, which we were having out there on their lawn. I wish we had a growler of it here at home. And they do do growler fills straight from the the horse's mouth. Yeah, I don't know if they would have done a growler of this because I'm sure it's a special That's small a batch. That's a special release, but they do growler fills for their, their core beers. Yeah. And they have a, a number of amazing core beers. And you need like wedding beer in your life. There's also hydration station there is rusty's red ale it's not just one style oh no that they that tim and the everybody who works on this beer does and i think that well if, if, yeah you're 100 correct and if you want to go meet somebody who's passionate about what he does oh tim he'll check on tables every now and then if you ask hey is the brewmaster every here? now and then he's there uh, every time we're there come out and he'll talk to your table and you'll get he'll get to talking and explaining the importance of the brew of the brewer working with the chef at picking ingredients and flavor profiles and relationship pairings. yeah and he doesn't he means it and it's just they, they do such an incredible job there we cannot say enough good and this is a restaurant that yeah. you absolutely need to go check out for the food we've certainly talked about the food before on the show american inspired fresh florida fresh florida fresh ingredients yes. but their brewery is outstanding it's outstanding and i just think he expresses it so well in that video interview when he talks about the beer bringing everything closer and he makes that gesture with his hands mm-hmm. and it's just the same with this version of the wedding beer. It is, it just makes everything better. 100%. And it highlights everything that's good about the beer. I could not agree more. Mm. So that is our recommendation for the drink segment. Thank Get you, yourself Tim. to Tampa. Do your best. To get to Kojak's before they close. Kojak's oh, House of Ribs. Yeah. Almost gone, but not forgotten. Get there yeah. before it is gone. 
and then head down the road to Ulele for a delicious, Just. tasty beverage. Sit out there on their lawn. Look at the sunset over the Hillsborough River. Then take a walk next door to the Armature Works or down the river along the river uh, walk. It's going to be a wonderful experience for you in Tampa, Florida. It's amazing. Yes. Ulele itself, but also Armature Works and the river walk, like you said. Next week, stay tuned for more fun with us, including a preview of our live race calendar. We are nailing down dates, times, and places. This makes me very nervous. That we're going to go run with you all out there in the Runcation Nation. Amy's year of the 5K is underway. That She's reclaiming me, it. Makes me very nervous to put it out there. I'm telling you it's happening we're yeah. doing it yeah we are doing but it there you go so stay tuned <laughs> let's see what what happens when we talk about that what we would like for you guys to do we have been working very hard with our friends at pure creative apparel amy has been on the phone and in text messages and smoke signals and whatever else with pam and ariel yes working on getting some new items up in our store and we've got yeah. some cool stuff up there We've got, for the first time ever, tank tops. We do, and we're continuing to take suggestions from the Runcation Nation, and I'm continuing to work with Pam. You've been getting some suggestions in the coffee chats. Yes. So we are expanding our options, Mm -hmm. and we also got some other ones. Actually, I believe this option came from one of your coffee chats as well. It was Mm -hmm. the... there was a request for the olive drab green, which yes. we're still looking for the right shirt for that. That color yeah. is amazingly hard to find in a men's size, but we did find like a Gobi desert tan or flat dark earth. Mm-hmm. And we're doing that with a black version of the running drink podcast logo. Yeah. It looks cool. Yeah. And so. so we're continuing to add to that, but you should go check it out. If you go to runnydrink.net and you click on support the show, there is a section for getting some swag, which will take you right there. So check that out. And if you have already gotten yourself some swag, get some for a friend, mm-hmm. a family member, a coworker. The holidays are coming. We're just saying. Yeah. Father's Day's coming up. So anyway. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you for joining us on your long run, your commute to work, around the house, wherever you are. I am your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe, stay well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run Eat Drink Podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run Eat Drink Pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash run eat drink podcast accomplish explore and indulge right along with us we'll talk to you next time